We aim to challenge mindsets, beliefs, habits through this podcast and through actions that we will set at the end of each episode, we aim to try and answer and address some of the big questions that we talk around. This is a world scale podcast with a local feel. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast and today we're going to be exploring a listener question uh, uh, talking about um, are we going to remember to take the COVID learning experience into normal life afterwards. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbot, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. I'm a full-time environmental campaigner you could say behind the scenes uh, and I, I basically my work is about bringing nature into people's life in as many ways as possible to hope they protect it. The co-host is? Yeah, I'm William Manclo. Uh, thanks very much for being with us. I, I'm predominantly a photographer, but also a bit of a creative. I do a live show every week on Facebook, shot at an angle. Uh, you're probably tired of hearing me saying this, but 7pm GMT, come and check it out. I've also very much uh, been into nature. Actually, a few episodes ago, I accidentally said naturist, didn't I, Stuart? Rather than yep, naturalist. I'm definitely a naturalist, not a naturist. You're not going to get that vision out of your head now, are you? But yeah, that's that's who I am. But And today's question is from somebody who's relatively close to, to you, Stuart, right? Relatively yep, close. It, yeah, Sue from Stockport. She's uh, Mrs. Wildman, my other half. Just so you get the feel of what you're going to be subjected to. We're, we're just trying to make sense of the big issues like you. Uh, and um, it's a, you're, it'll be an experience like overhearing two guys sat in a pub having a conversation. They meander, and what we will guarantee you, there are no scripts and you'll get real opinions. What will we talk about? Anything from nature through to sustainability in the human condition. We like to be a friend in your ear and to try and stretch your thinking. Isn't that our, I suppose, manifesto, William? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we love to just discuss and talk and go off on tangents um, and meander so much in a conversation because I think that's where the real gold comes from. I mean, how many times have you been in a conversation where you start off on one subject um, and then you end up in quite a deep philosophical debate with somebody just purely because you've started off, I don't know, talking about the pint of beer you've got in front of you or something like that. You don't know how you've got mm. to that point, but it, it, that's where the real gold comes from. Mm. But the question today is referring to is referring to the pandemic. I mean, we did a whole series last year about mm. how the adaptation of COVID can be, what, what we can learn from that mm. situation with ta- and take it into the climate crisis situation, right? So it's kind of like along those lines in a way. Do you want to go for the question, St- uh, Stuart? Um, or maybe Sue should have recorded this one herself and we could have had a different voice. Maybe. But anyway, Sue from Stockport, Mrs Wildman. Her question is, or more of a statement, several studies suggest that the pandemic has had a positive influence on sustainable consumption. How can we strengthen a compassionate mindset and inner determination to keep the vision of a sustainable world alive and not go back to the business as usual approach? I would like to start off by saying that I believe we've gone to, got already, well here at Oxford in some respects, we've already gone back to a business as usual I think there was lessons learned in within COVID itself and within the lockdowns that we've had. And who's to say we're not going to have another one in the future? I'm not being doom-mongering here, as we talked about recently, uh, a couple mm. of episodes ago, actually, wasn't it? Doom-mongering. Uh, it's, it's being realistic. We could have another lockdown. But I've noticed that we... I, th- I, think, I think people were just holding their breath and waiting to be able to go back to this sort of normal life, you know. I've noticed that the traffic here in Oxford has gone back to normal levels, as it were, and I think it shocked a few people because you know they, they weren't ready, they weren't 
they didn't realise this, this, this is what the traffic would be like. But mm. I think there's people already gone back to this sort of business as usual, and I think they may be even forgetting it. Do you think people have gone back to normal, or the systems um, and the maybe the infrastructure's gone back to normal, but but behind that, all the individuals sat in those cars, they just view life differently. Do you really think it's been lost already? It, yeah. it might be the thought processes that haven't changed, but the behavioural habits. Yeah, I, th- I think that we are definitely creatures of habit. The last year or so, because it was such a long, prolonged period of time, you know, you're talking about at least a year and a half almost, aren't you? That that would obviously make some changes, but I think so many people were waiting to go back to that. Then maybe they didn't even realise, mm. go back go back to this sort of normal thing. And I, I just pick up on a point as well, this whole idea of, you know, the, the systems being back to normal. Um, we, we rely so much on systems ourselves. We rely on so much on, on the people around us. We don't even realise just how much we rely on the people around us until they're not there. I'm talking about mm. those people that are not directly linked with us, you know, people who work at supermarkets, people who are police officers, people who work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera healthcare workers, et cetera, et cetera. We, do, we, rely on, we so much rely on those systems. And we're so, mm. we're so, we're so, we understand that that's, we understand those systems. And when the systems mm. change or are not there anymore, it feels very strange. And I think that's what people mm. are maybe getting back into is this whole idea of, mm. right, okay, we're back to sort of these normal systems. What do you think? Well, I'm not, yeah, trying to be, I, I'm not think... being cynical here. I'm just trying to sort of yeah. work through this logically. Uh, I think people have slotted straight back into those those systems and and, and things, but I'm convinced that there's a, a, a large school of thought that does people actually don't think that's the right thing to do, but they're locked into that 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 way of living because that's wider society. So I think um, I'm convinced people are maybe going out there doing what they always did, but with a different you know with maybe an awareness it isn't then maybe this isn't the right way but sue's question about uh she starts by saying there are several studies that suggest the pandemic has had a positive influence on sustainable consumption she doesn't give any references for those studies or and i haven't read them so yeah. i would personally like like to read them and what part, I, what part of the world are they were they taken and who 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 actually conducted yeah. the studies it'd be interesting to know those questions maybe ask sue if she's still got those links and we can share yeah. them uh, with our yeah. listeners can't we yeah i mean um my observation having been in in lockdown isolation shielding and stuff my observation is more people are ordering more maybe via amazon and other online sales outlets is that more sustainable? That just seems like, I have in a way, when you're locked in, when you're locked in, you sort of, you could obsessively just keep buying. I'm not sure that's sustainable. And I'm not sure the, the, the production, supply and delivery process of Amazon is sustainable either. So I can't really get an angle on how the pandemic has influenced sustainable consumption. Yeah, and, and it's also from your point of view of being inside a lot, right? So... yeah. That's your see. That's how. That's your perception of the world, right? I have been out a lot more than you have. I haven't. I haven't been out that much, but I've been out a lot more than you have. Um, and of course, I'm in a different part of the country as well. So Manchester yeah. would be Stockport. Manchester would be very different to Oxford yeah. um, in so many ways, probably, especially yeah. sense of humour. Yeah. Um, but if 
don't know why I put that in there. I've no idea. You can cut that out if you want to. Well, it, is, it is very different. Very different sense of humour, as we found out from the group that we were in the other day, right? Anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, um, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Yeah, so when I was in Oxford City Centre very recently, um, one of the main streets is called Market Street. And I mean, we're talking about this is just before lockdown was eased. And it seemed to be that nearly nine out of ten people were some were, were a delivery rider. Mm. So I think there is a yeah. lot going on there. However, when it came to the May Bank holiday, the Monday, the May Monday Bank holiday, I've not seen Oxford that busy outside of Christmas. It was so busy because I think because there were so more shops open, it was like I think people wanted to get back out into the shops. And in that sense, it's 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 quite it's quite good because it obviously it helps the high street and the high street has been suffering for many many years as far as sales are concerned. I mean, look at the likes of Debenhams disappearing. Um, but I think that there's, there's this, this willingness to go back to that sort of normal life, be able to go out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my men's been talking, my wife has been talking about wanting to go to be, be able to sit in a restaurant again and have food in a restaurant, you know, or just be able to go with a book and sit in a cafe again. I think there is that, 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 that thing of not normal. Have, I, I think there's going to be people that have learned some from something from this, pandemic and become and, and thought about being more sustainable because it's maybe just been in the media a lot more it's just been discussed a lot more because of the, the fact that we've not been able to fly so much or drive so much and have so much consume so much as that way but um, mm. so I think it maybe I've switched a few people on but I think mm. on the whole being mm. put my pessimistic hat on I don't think it's made in the long term it won't make mm. that much difference yeah yeah to, to give you some reference on William's comment about uh, me being up in Stockport with Mrs. Wildman is because um, we're recording this in advance. You're listening to this on the 13th of uh, July. We've recorded this a few weeks ago uh, in the past. And uh, uh, and since Christmas, I, I was uh, up in Manchester Shielding and, and stuff. So I, we've been recording over Zoom and stuff. Uh, and uh, so this was recorded before my return back to Oxford. But the second yeah. point Sue raises is... How can we strengthen a compassionate mindset and inner determination to keep the vision of a sustainable world alive and not go back to business as usual? We've already said we are having a tendency to all go back to business as usual because of the systems and stuff. But she's talking about the, the, the how can we strengthen a compassionate mindset and inner determination? I think we need, when we're back in our little habits, back in the normal, we need to be conscious that we're back in our habits and we want to break this. You know, uh, and I think that's it's a conscious awareness that that is your aim. I think to 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 want to strengthen a compassionate mindset, that has to be a conscious aim. Yeah, I was just thinking of a. There's, I've got a pretty decent action as well. So yeah, you've got to be conscious of those habits. But I would say yeah. that you potentially might need to start a new habit or start something. Yeah. Just have something new, but. To actually start something like that is to start really simple. You know, this whole idea of having a compassionate mindset is not always the the sort of go-to for us. It sort of goes hand in hand with positivity, and positivity has yeah. to be exercised on a regular basis. Is to remember that those people around you, whoever they are, mostly often you're surrounded by strangers, and strangers you'll never see again in your life. You can just start with a really simple compassionate mindset with the next person next stranger you speak to and often that can be somebody who's doing some sort of service for you who's serving you 
Um, we don't like to think that people serve us, but they do. You know, you go into a coffee shop, you've got maybe got somebody who, uh, we, we, we live in a flats, social housing flats, right? But there's somebody who comes yep. around and, and mows the grass for us or cleans mm. the old hallway. And, and they're serving me. They're, they're doing a service yep. for me. And having a compassionate mindset towards somebody who is serving you is not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I think yeah. it's a very positive thing. And, but it, that's a simple habit of just saying hello and smiling. Mm. It's not, the, it's not yeah. the hardest thing to do. And that can mm. start that compassionate mindset. And you might, get to a, might end, end up getting into a conversation or, what, or it'll, just, it'll just proliferate throughout, throughout, throughout your whole life. Just be, and that's speaking from experience. My action would be to, when you're getting back to normal, when you get, you know, back in these cars and stuff, fucking traffic jams, there's two components to it. There's the physical behaviour, I'm back in the habit of driving to where I need to go, do I need to drive, well, it doesn't matter. But the second component is just not being aware that you're back into that habit. So I think a middle ground is you get back in the habit, but you're aware that you're back in the habit. I think awareness is very powerful. So my, my action is be aware, just become more aware, cultivate awareness, get a watering can with some, some fertilizer and just water your awareness now and again. And uh, if you've got a weak bladder, don't water it too much. <laughs> yeah, and water yourself. Having a glass of yeah. water every morning is a good thing to, good way to start a yeah. day. Okay, so that's bringing us to the end of another episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. I want to put a question out there. I'd like to ask you directly, how did you actually find out, hear about this podcast? I'd just like to, if you can send in a few emails, just give us an idea of how you found us. How can I email us, William? Uh, you can email us at thepeoplescountryside at gmail.com. Um, we're all over social media, so go and find us on there as well. Send us a message on there. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook. We're down with the kids because yeah. we're on TikTok. Yeah. We're down with the, and we're 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 down with the, old, the older people because we're on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and we're, and we're down with the middle aged because we're on Twitter as well. Oh, we're down with we're down, we're down with the angry uh, with that angry people because yeah. we're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll be back on Sunday with another episode, and the question will be again from uh, somebody who's becoming a regular listener, um, Alan from Northway in Oxford. If you've listened to this podcast, you know Alan's got a lot to say. Yeah, Northway. My mum, my mum actually grew up in Northway partially. She's yeah, when I was when I, I was a kid, we used to think it was posh. When you go around there now, it's just ordinary people. We'll leave it at that. Have a good <laughs> have a good week, and uh, we'll see you in the next podcast. Mm-hmm.